I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Stock picking is a tough business. When you tell a large group of people, or even for that matter, a small group of people to buy a stock and then that stock appreciates in value, You immediately look like a genius and people are telling you how smart you are. They're happy to know you. If you've ever given anyone advice, however, and the stock happens to go down in value, especially down in value a lot, then sometimes you do not even want to show up to the family dinner. Shout out to all my buddies who told their family members to buy Ethereum at $4,000 per coin. Now imagine that scale on hundreds and thousands of people every single day making a career out of choosing stocks on television. You'd have the possibility of a lot, a plethora, a grouping of bad stock selections, and you may have a few good ones as well. Heck, you'd think even over time, just flipping a coin, you should have a 50-50 shot of being right. Well, on today's show, we are going to look at the career of a famous American Wall Street stock picker, a man who has been a money manager for a career, and now a TV personality on his hit show, Mad Money. That's right, folks. Today, we discuss the stock selections of Jim Cramer. Jim Cramer is the only person who could look you in the eye, say, you are going to die tomorrow, and give you an immediate sense of calm, knowing that you're going to live for another 50 years. I'm your host, Nick Bradley. You are listening to My Millennial Investor, the show where I search the financial world for the most up-to-date investment ideas, market trends, and income streams, so you don't have to. Let's get into it. So Jim Cramer. If you're not familiar with Jim Cramer, James Joseph Cramer, born 1955, is an American television personality. He is an author and he's a former hedge fund and manager. Currently, as I mentioned, he is the host of Mad Money, a show on CNBC. He's a smart guy. I do not doubt Jim Cramer has a big brain in there. Cramer graduated magna cum laude from Harvard. If you're not familiar with Harvard, it's a pretty prestigious school. While at Harvard, he was the president and editor-in-chief of the Harvard Crimson, which is a big deal if you're editor-in-chief of that particular college magazine. After college, Kramer was an entry-level reporter making $15,000 a year. I'm talking like this because in Tallahassee, Florida, where he would work for the Tallahassee Democrat, this is the way they talk. He was one of the first people to cover the Ted Bundy murder since it was only a few blocks away. If you don't know who Ted Bundy is, then you really must be an investments podcast listener and not a serial crime podcast listener. Thanks for tuning in. In 1984, Kramer received a doctorate degree from Harvard Law School. Again, smart dude. And he started investing in the stock market while he attended law school. He made enough investing in law school that it covered his tuition. And then he began to promote his holdings and his heavy stock picks on, get this, an answering machine. While at Harvard, people would call in, they would listen to this answering machine, and Kramer and his robust personality would leave his particular stock picks. There's a story of this alumni, Marker Kinsley, who introduced him to a bunch of other people, and then he began charging people for these stock picks. One of the people that 
he was introduced to, Martin Peretz, gave him half a million dollars to invest. And in two years, Kramer had made the half a million grow to $150,000. Yikes. <laughs> That's not really good investment. And that should have been a sign. Maybe hold back. But no, Kramer's like investing. I did it good once. I lost this other guy's money, but I'm going to keep going. So in 84, he left Tallahassee, Florida, and he started working for Goldman Sachs, Goldman Sachs, sorry, the prestigious Wall Street Bank. And in 84, Kramer worked at the sales and trading floor in the New York Investments Bank office, and he was admitted to the New York State Bar as a lawyer in 1985, but he didn't practice law because he was hooked and he was addicted to investing. And some of us, we know what that's like. When you get that first dividend check, you're like, yeah, baby, let's roll. In 1987, Kramer left Goldman Sachs and said, after two years, I've learned all that I need to learn from all these other smart people. And he started a hedge fund, Kramer & Co. The fund operated out of hedge fund manager offices for Michael Stanhart. And early investors included his Harvard classmates, Elliot Spitzer, Steve Brill, and Martin Peretz, the guy he'd lost a bunch of money. Martin stuck with him. Kramer raised, get this, $450 million dollars. And he took a fee of 20% of all of the profits that he received. Kramer says that he sold all of his stocks on Friday before Black Monday, 1987. From 1988 to 2000, Kramer says he only had one year of negative returns. He thinks that he outperformed the S&P 500 over all of those years. And since he was a hedge fund in the early 1980s, no one really looked into it. Those results would especially be disputed. In 2001, he retired from managing the head fund. It was taken over by a different partner, and he started working on the show Smart Money. He's been accused of some unethical practices in Smart Money, taking a particular $2 million personal gain after buying some stocks from his recommendation. And the SEC doesn't like it when you pump a stock and then you dump a stock. Kramer was in a little bit of hot water for that. But what do we really know Jim Kramer for? We really know Jim Kramer for making outlandish decisions and outlandish calls. And it doesn't matter if it's a buy call or a sell call. The dude has a long track record. We're talking 22 years of being on television, telling you and I and anybody else who's willing to listen how to invest their money. And as we started the show, our friend from HBO Tonight, let us know if Jim Kramer tells you you're going to die, good luck. You are not going to die. He has that many bad picks that he's built this reputation of someone who you can just count on to be wrong. But we've, we've discussed he's no dummy. Like He has a law degree, a doctorate, and everything he's done is from Harvard. He's a very smart man who's made millions more than I will ever dream about having in my bank account. But being on TV and giving out financial advice for as long as Jim has, you are bound to have many, many, many mistakes and over the next little bit, we are going to discuss those mistakes, and then we're actually going to talk about a particular way you can make money off Jim's bad calls. But let's get into Jim's possibly most public mistake, his call on the defunct Bear Stearns, a investment bank up until the year 2008. Here is that decision and Jim's advice, March 11th, 2008 on Bear Stearns. Peter writes, should I be worried about Bear Stearns in terms of liquidity and get my money out of there? No, no, no. Bear Stearns is fine. Do not take your money out. This is really, look, if there's one takeaway other than a plus 400 somebody, Bear Stearns is not in trouble. I mean, if anything, they're more likely to be taken over. Don't 
move your money from there. That's just being silly. Don't be silly. And what happened? What you don't see is while he is talking, the graphic behind him shows Bear Stearns' price when he's telling you don't sell Bear. The stock price of Bear Stearns was $67 per share. Only six days later, Bear Stearns was bailed out at a price of $2 per share. He's telling you, don't be silly, hold Bear, and it's 67 And less than a week later, all of your shares are now worth $2. So that is his most famous on-air blunder, but he leans in and he believes it so much, there's so much bravado behind him saying, don't sell Bear Stearns. That's where people began to like, hmm, maybe Kramer's uh, losing it a little bit. There wasn't just the one Bear Stearns. I mean, you can listen to any podcaster's podcast, and you can find a bunch of stupid things that I've said But Jim has made so many, so many bad mistakes that there is a Twitter account that follows his mistakes because, again, he's still on TV. He's still tweeting every day. He's still giving financial advice every day. The Twitter account, if you want to look it up, not Jim's Twitter account, but it's called Inverse Kramer, at Inverse Kramer. It's definitely worth a follow. Here's another early blunder where Jim Kramer is telling people not to get into Tesla. He's saying Tesla's IPO is coming out. Do not buy Tesla. I've played this clip before, but it's just too good to pass up because you actually get Elon Musk's response to Jim saying, don't buy Tesla. There are a lot of people who have looked at your IPO who have told me, you know what? I'm not sure that this is a smart investment. Our own Jim Cramer yesterday said, I'm not sure that Tesla has a business plan that's going to work. It's not a smart investment. What do you say to the skeptics who look at where Tesla is, the money that you're raising, and they say, you know what? They've got a nice roadster, but they don't have a good business plan. Well, I think, you know, uh, you know, Jim, I'd say, yeah, sure, Jim, you know, we're no Bear Stearns, uh, but I think we're doing going to do okay. <laughs> you know, Jim, I think, recommended Bear Stearns and Lehman and other things. So, you know, frankly, he's a contraindicator. Yowza. Elon doesn't forget their Kramer. So Kramer has all these bad decisions. He's telling people to stay with Bear Stearns, and you're losing $65 per share. He's saying don't buy Tesla when it's like $8 per share and now it's over 200 People have taken it further from just making fun of him on Twitter. In fact, one company saw that there was a money-making opportunity here and they created what's now known as the reverse ETF. I'm not sure which came first, the chicken or the egg, and apparently I'm too lazy to Google it. So did the inverse Kramer Twitter account start first or was it the fund that started first? But with the effect of Kramer's stocks picking so poorly, in 2022, in response to a long-running series of unrelated humorous social media comments and bad stock picks, someone actually came out with an ETF that you can buy. This company is called Tuttle Capital Management. They created a short gym. This ticker symbol is SGIM. stands for short gym, as in doing the inverse of Kramer, betting against I don't, it's not every stock that Kramer recommends, but that is basically the premise. The investing portfolio behind this ETF is it picks the largest ones or the ones that they deem worthy. And if he says buy Amazon, this fund will actually go in and short Amazon for you. If Kramer says sell Amazon, it's going to go in and buy Amazon for you. And, you know, obviously it's doing more than Amazon, but you get the point. So, This fund gained additional coverage on the Meta platforms in quarter three of 2022 because Kramer thought that Meta was going to tank. This fund bought a lot of Meta, and guess what? 
Meta skyrocketed. Upon the launch of the fund prior to the Meta earnings, Kramer had responded on Twitter by touting his reputation and claiming that ETF would not last long, stating that he wouldn't be making further comments on the company, but he can't keep his mouth shut because he always is talking about the inverse gym or the short-germ fund. And now he's saying he welcomes the fund because it further boasts his reputation when they will be wrong. So far, the fund is down 3.6% since its launch. However, that is a little bit surprising. However, they are making their own selections because I have picked a few of my own particular inverse gyms. He's made particular announcements saying buy this or sell this, and I have done the opposite over the last year, and I am up quite a bit on those particular choices. So I'm assuming this fund wasn't picking all of his moves, and they must have some sort of methodology to their madness, because if they truly, I think if they did the opposite of Jim, since their inception, they would be going up very well. One of the funds that I tried to pick up, but I wasn't able to do, was on April 10th of 2023, Jim tweeted out, First Republic is on my watch. FRC, very good bank. 18 days later, FRC had fallen 90 8% of its share price. So I'm assuming the fund missed that one or else they wouldn't be down negative 0.36%. All right, we're going to take a quick little break. And when we come back, we're going to go through some of Jim's more recent bad calls. And is this a whole pointless podcast or is there an investment idea in here? Stick around and find out. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. And welcome back. Let's dive into a few of Jim's bad calls over just the last one or two years and see if there really is some magic in doing the opposite of Jim Kramer. March 25th, 2022, Kramer went on CNBC and he said, the bear market is over. Let's listen to him say it. This is the bear market, just like 2001, except for we have a, a rates much lower. And Brian, you remember those days. I mean, those companies were all jokes. A lot of the companies, I'm looking at all the companies that are under 10. Many of them are actually making money. We are in some weird market that it's a bear market that no one called it as a bear. And I think the bear market is over. Again, that's March 25th, 2022. He's saying the bear market is over. And from that call, the NASDAQ fell another 28% more, and the S&P fell another 23% more. The ASX 200 fell 14.6% more. Yikes. Jim is also into crypto. And in 2001, he told his audience, I love Ethereum at this particular price. I think Ethereum is the next big thing. Ethereum is where you want to be. I love Ethereum. 
Let's hear Jim in his own words talking about Ethereum. This is like, you know, I, we're talking money, so it's okay to yeah. say, hey, listen, made money. Uh, but I think Ethereum is terrific. I'm a believer, and I think that you could easily get 35 40%. 35 or 40% from the upside. Ethereum at the time was trading about $3,000 a coin, and within days of him mentioning that, it fell 55%, and today's ratio is trading around $1,800. So Jim don't know stock so good. Jim don't know crypto so good. Let's continue going. Let's do one more. Let's do one more. Meta. Because Meta is his most recent kind of Bear Stearns blunder. Jim Cramer actually cried on television. Not that there's anything wrong with crying. I do it at least once a week. Well, the reason why he was crying, I think, is a little bit of kind of the disturbance in the force. Here's Cramer crying about Meta. Free cash flow. Last year, 9.5 billion, now less than 1 billion. Okay, let me say this about this. I made a mistake here. I was wrong. I trusted this management team. That was ill-advised. Hubris here is extraordinary. And I apologize. <laughs> okay, like the host isn't even sure what to do. What Jim was talking about is that he had bailed on Meta, and within nine months before that, he was all over Meta. He's saying, buy Meta. They, they're the future. You know, They're getting into the Metaverse. They've rebranded the company name. Like I know they're spending hand over fist, but Meta is a buy. And then at this particular clip, Meta had fallen to $100 per share. Kramer goes on air. And he's, you know, I don't know if it's fake or if it's real. Maybe he's just so overcome with emotion, but he's like, I've made a mistake. Bail on Meta. Get out of Meta. And then what happened? Well, if you've been paying attention, Meta has skyrocketed. From when Jim gave up and said bail on Meta at $100 per share, Meta has now gone to reach over $252 per share. Jim literally timed the bottom told all of his listeners to sell at the worst time, and the stock went up 151%. So what are today's lessons? What can we glean from this situation? Even smart people will say dumb things to be entertaining. Two, don't make investing decisions off an online personality, even if it's one as charming as me. Three, you should probably short Jim Cramer picks. <laughs> and four, finally, do your own research, do your own due diligence, and probably, yeah, do the opposite of Jim Cramer. But again, really do your own due diligence. And back to number one, you know, don't follow stock pickers. You've been listening to My Millennial Investor, the show where I search the financial world for the most up-to-date investment ideas, market trends, and income streams, so you don't have to. I'm your host, Nick Bradley, and we'll see you next week. This podcast is produced and published by Oregon Trail Investor in the USA. All information is for entertainment purposes only. The brand My Millennial Investor is used under license. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.